0: Hello, this is the Tripe Supper, Middlesbrough's podcast, our podcast here at Gazette Borough. I'm Dom Shaw and I'm joined by Phil Tallentire and Anthony Vickers, who are the first names on our team sheet, or at least they are today, because Jono's off, we wouldn't <laughs> say that if Jono was here, obviously. Um, and it, it's first names on the team sheet that we're talking about. Who is the first name on Borough's team sheet at the minute? And we, we were talking about Stuart Downing, obviously, going off and getting this. Standing ovation at the weekend against Ipswich. In fact, all the three players who went off did Patrick Bamford and Grant Leadbetter too. But down in truly be a good starting point, Vic. For you know, if there's if there's any player who who has the right to say that they are the first name on the team sheet, at the minute is it Stewie? Uh, well, he's certainly the brightest
1: spark in the final third of the pitch. It's been uh, really uh, uplifting to see his rehabilitation this season from being the boo boy and and. Uh, unwanted by the club told he could leave struggled to find a position and suddenly he's revived on the right cutting inside, playing lots of creative football linking up and looking like a sprightly young prospect he he has been very entertaining to watch Uh, I think he's been one of the the main influences on the pitch um, over the recent two months or so and I think yes he's won a lot of the doubters over so he's got to be right up there I do think it's a really interesting question, and I think the fact that probably everyone's going to have a different opinion says something about where we are as a as a team now. Uh, there's been times in the recent past where there would be an overwhelming consensus on on who was the the main man. So, who would yours be? Uh, personally, I, I think the team plays better with Grant Leadbetter in really. it. I. I I mean, I'm not, not in terms of football. I know that his stats probably, probably doesn't complete as many passes as Johnny House and probably doesn't cover as many miles as, as uh, Adam Forshaw or put as many tackles in as Adam Clayton. But I, I think he is the emotional fuel in, in the machine. I think he brings something to the table which can't be quantified, which is drive, spirit, hunger, determination, all the in, intangibles that, that pull everything together and, and you need as a team. So,
2: yeah, I think another way of phrasing the question is who would you least like to see pick up an injury or a or a suspension? And um, you know, I mentioned in the piece yesterday about the spine of the team now and you've got Ben Gibson, who's clearly a very important player. Um, you wouldn't like to see Ben taken out of that side. The defence hasn't looked particularly convincing anyway, and to take Ben out of it would be a big blow. I think as you move forward, I get I get the argument about Grand Letter led better. But I think in your forward positions, I think Brit's a massive player that we kind of almost forget about these days because, you know, I can't remember the last time Borough had a striker who was in the double figures before the end of November. Um, certainly a while back, and a player looks looks comfortable at this level who scores goals, and then again Downing would be a creative player. Um, and I, I know a team's made up of all different elements. You know, your goalkeeper is just as important as your right back, as your, as your centre midfield, or whatever. But I think the players. You'd least like to lose as we go into a very busy Christmas period, and certainly Stuart Downing. I don't think there's anybody doing the similar sort of role. And if and if he went out of the team, there's nobody capable of that. I think I think so much about what he does is the unseen or, or the un, the unappreciated. You know, the, the the being available for a pass when everybody else disappears. You know, you're under the cosh, and the midfield's getting a bit swamped. You never see Stuart Downing disappear. He always wants the ball, and sometimes he might. Put in a poo across and sometimes his free kicks doesn't always don't always reach where they're going to go. But he's he's what a manager would call a brave footballer, uh, a footballer who who you know is an outlet. You know, so you know, Gordon Strachan was a classic example of that as a footballer. And if you think of him as a manager, as a footballer, he was a brilliant footballer who who give his teammates some. He could be in the corner surrounded by two blokes and he'd still want the ball. He'd still take the ball. And he'd still use the ball. So I think you couldn't replace Downing at the moment in the Borough squad. I don't think anybody's anywhere near him. You know, the Ashley Fletcher isn't, Lewis Baker isn't, um, you know. Uh, you know he's, he's, he's the only player who looks really comfortable in that midfield at the moment. Uh, I know we're going to come on to that. So it would be, be Brit or Stuart Downing for me. Now, what I would say is, though, I think if Britt was injured, Patrick Bamford would be a good, a good alternative option. He would score goals in this Borough team as a striker. But, but on Downing,
0: um, I think you can... His importance and his, his, how much he's impressed on the right is clear from the fact that Burr have been desperately short of a left sided attacking midfield player of the last three or four weeks. But Monk hasn't even considered moving down and back over to what was his natural position because, because you know, if you did that, naturally you then have uh, Adama Traore, who is a right winger. Um, but we saw that in Bristol, didn't we,
2: there, yeah. when he put Triari on, yep. uh, on the left, which was a catastrophic mistake? Yeah,
0: Lewis Baker's played there, although he didn't look comfortable. Uh, Martin Braithwaite, you can imagine, you would play on the right. So, so Stewie could easily have gone the left. That could have solved his problem on the left, although it would have um, obviously created other problems in itself. But he's been that good on the right side, hasn't he, that he's, he, he, it would be kind of taking a step backwards to move him off there. And he's created that um, link up and partnership with Cyrus Christie well, hasn't he, he has.
1: I think, uh, to be honest, he did the same last year when he was on the left and he, he was linking up with with Fabio. And uh, the season before with George, he's, he's very intelligent and he's he's got a spatial awareness. And at times he he has played as a as a wing back at various points in his career. He knows what the job is, and he he sees the space open up and he drops into Philip. And that's uh, that's a football intelligence that comes with. You know
0: fifteen years playing at the at the top level if if you're going through the team then from from back to front and we, you know looking ahead to the January window and who is a prior what what positions are the priorities and what how many positions how many players do you think are, are nailed on starters because we 're halfway through the season now, and I know there 's all this a manager doesn 't know his best team in his squad and whatnot but if you're coming to a big game, a manager knows the players who he'd want in that team for his big game. Who who do you think are the players who are nailed on starters week in week out in the minute?
2: Pretty much the players who played in the last game. Um, you know, you Christie on the right. But the likes of put the likes
0: of has been in and out. Right, been yeah. In and out. Hasn't well, I think been that's been the, the
2: problem, hasn't it? The problem has been that we don't really know what the best best use of those players at his disposal is. I mean, I, we're all getting a little bit excited about the fact that Burra played well on Saturday against Ipswich with Patrick Bamford in the number 10. That's one match. It's one example. Um, you know, he needs to do that and Burra need to do that for five or six successive games before we can sit here and say, you know, going into January, um, Burra don't need to fill somebody, don't need to find a number 10 because they've got one. I mean, at the moment, we don't know for if, if that's the case. So I still think... I still think the system's up, open to, to debate. One win again, you know, use the, the term one swallow doesn't make a summer. I don't think you can say that borough's problems have all been solved because they beat Ipswich. It was a start. It was a good win. It was an important win. But but if we sat here talking in four games time and Borough won three out of four and played well and, dr- and drawn the other match and are back in the promotion hunt, I think we'll say, oh well, I think Gary Monk's onto something here. But if they go back to the way they were, which was win one, lose one, draw one. Um, then I think I think there's still a lot of questions to ask. I think, so, I think the next couple of games are going to tell us a huge amount. Two difficult away games. Um, I don't I don't honestly think you can say that. I think that, I still don't see you think you can say with any degree of certainty that the system that Borough played at the weekend and have been playing is the best system. It's the one that's proved successful. Um, on the weekend just gone and then we had that run of win, three wins on the bounce using that system but it still hasn't been totally convincing and um, so I, I'm trying not to sound negative but I, I do think he, he can't really just go off one game and say he's, he's answered all his critics
0: Yeah I mean you, we keep coming back to the system and you keep talking about the setup, and you can get obsessed with stuff like that can't you but if you go through the team and look as individuals and think like Randolph, Christie, and, and Fabio, Lebitter Asom Belonga, Braithwaite and Flashes, Downing straight there off the top of my head you've got 7 players out of 11 who who you'd say have impressed this season and yet Ledbetter hasn't been anywhere
2: near the team but it
0: just comes back to the fact that it's as a collective where Borough have come up short isn't it
2: well (sighs) you make an important point so I'm going to let let you answer in a second you you mentioned Ledbetter there. there's times when he hasn't been anywhere near the squad and yet as a writer I totally agree with Vic that he's one of the most important players in the group so in the squad, use group there. Sorry, <laughs> so you know, I think you can say these players are important, but it doesn't always—it isn't always reflected in the whether they turn up on a Saturday and play.
1: Getting the balance of a team right is is very very difficult. I mean, anyone can pick the best players and put them on the pitch, but that doesn't mean they they work in an organised way to the the best end. Uh, sometimes you have to play a player who's not technically as good someone else in the squad Because they bring more To the collective Uh, You know The the ecosystem around a team Is really really delicate And you've got to get The balance right And that's what managers do You know We can all draw up Our best eleven You know what I mean And The consensus Would probably be That most people Would have Eight or nine players In common But it's getting The balance right Uh, And also You can have the right team But if the confidence Is low They won't function Uh, So sometimes It comes down to luck You know You've got the right Eleven on the pitch, and then they have a really good day, and suddenly everyone looks around and says, "You know, we can do this."
2: Well, doesn't that isn't that, that what is it feels it. like at the moment? It feels like if Burra score the first goal, they've got a good chance but of winning Do, they do but, win? But if they if, the if concede, and you know, and, and how much of that is looking, how much of that is is the team's just not built to respond to going behind you know you, you saw with Ipswich I'm sure Ipswich would have been a far different team if they'd scored the first goal on or, the Saturday.
0: or if they'd
2: have got uh, half time and nil nil. yeah so I mean I, I, I again agree with Vic but by the same token I, I, know, I, I heard Gary Monk use that term a lot um, before, the Brist- before the Ipswich game and before the Bristol game that you know when, when luck starts going out where the results will come well I, I don't even want to hear a manager talk about luck because let's face it you make most of the luck you can, have, you can have a bad break in a match now and again, but the luck tends to go to the better teams. The, the, the well-organised teams, the suce- successful teams, you know, you, you make your own luck. The old adage, was it Arnold Palmer, the, the, the more I practice, the luckier I get. There's all, all that kind of thing, you know. And I think so much of what they are about is not being well-organised, not knowing their role within the team, um, not being set up to the best of their advantage, and uh, it, it's clearly been a problem Because teams are above them Who are nowhere near as good In terms of As Vic, as Vic says Your best 11 Would, 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 would be better than Sheffield Uniteds, Would be better than Cardiffs, Would be better than Leeds Uniteds. Probably would be better than Villas. maybe Who knows um, But those teams are above Burr at the moment
0: uh, yeah, I, on, on that look thing I've never ever ever got my head around the old it's one of those that doesn't go for you when you're at the bottom of the team yeah. or it aims uh, itself
2: out aims <laughs> the ball thinking as, it, as, it's, going, as no. it's going in it is one of those lines yeah. that's trotted out but it doesn't not. actually mean anything it's like it teams does. who score in the last minute you know, you see, how lucky how lucky are Man United over the years? Because they score like well, you're yeah, right. They might get the the referee's decision more often than not, but they still have to be in the game to score that last minute winner. You know, it, it it's not just about luck; it's about perseverance. Yeah, I mean, you, how you, many times have we seen? I top cranker's to, team winning the you've last. Got couple to of make minutes? things
1: happen, and you, to do that, you have to put pressure in, in the mm-hmm. the dangerous areas of the pitch. And so far this season, one of the, the things that Borough have failed to do is set the shape, set the tempo. ...and the dynamics of the game early on... ...and that's, you know, we, we start to worry... ...if it gets to half an hour and there hasn't been a goal... ...because you can feel the other, other side... ...start to dig in and the tempo comes out of the game... And, ...and suddenly you think, well... ...this is going to be really hard work to get into it... ...it is important to set the tempo and the shape... ...and part, part of the reason maybe we've struggled to do that this season... ...is because there were so many changes early doors... ...changes in formation, changes in personnel... Uh, the club being rewired with completely new backroom staff trying to change the philosophy. The whole thing was in flux, and I don't think Borough got a grip early on of what they were and what they, was, what they were supposed to do. And, and sometimes things can run away with you if you don't, you know, if you don't impose it yourself, and you become almost like a victim of circumstance, and you let the other team do
0: it. Uh, Patrick Bamford we talked about him earlier Phil you touched on the fact that he was in his number 10 and, and he impressed in that uh, role is that his only hope between now and January because if if you continue playing one up front that one up front is going to be Britt Sambalanga Patrick Bamford's not a winger is he we've seen him we've seen him play there when he first came and right talk around but he played more often than not on the right side is, is number 10 his, his his only chance his best chance and his he's only best, best chance of nailing down the spot yeah, between now and January chance. I mean
1: there's a possibility that shape could change to three up front in which case he's got a chance or maybe even two up front in which case he's got a chance it's or, unlikely though is not it it is unlikely yeah but that that's, is, an, is an option uh, I think he played well enough in that position to uh, expect that he will get another chance there uh, again it depends on, on other players and then whether they're moved around or not uh, but he certainly put down a marker uh, he's a he's a intelligent footballer. He does there's good movement there. Uh, he's got a nice touch. Uh, he wants the ball. He drops deep to collect it so he can. He's almost like a, a, an attacking midfielder at, at some points on Saturday. Uh, and he, you know he he's not scared to to take the ball and carry it forward. So he's got a lot of attributes that make the team tick up front. He, he knits a lot of things that happen together. Uh, and I think he's a big positive in the team. The problem he has is he hasn't got a nailed on role and it's down to him to make sure that every opportunity that he, he gets, he makes it count.
0: He's a huge fan's favourite film, I think, the role the when Mark Pedro read his name out beforehand told that. Uh not not that we needed it, you know, not that we needed any evidence. We know that from, from obviously um previous systems sorry, previous seasons. What? why is that do you think? And and, and our borough Because is it because of late we haven't seen anything to suggest he's, he's going to be the no, player that he wants
2: if you judge Patrick Bamford on any on, on after May 2015 <laughs> then there's no reason to get excited really is it? but if you judge him on what we saw in that season
0: a Borough a better, better team when he's in
2: the well, team I'll go, uh, go back to this go back to this this, this thought, I, I don't think Borough are good enough to leave a player who's a proven 20-goal-a-season striker out of their team. Particularly, in my view, a player who's flexible, who's versatile, who doesn't have to be playing in one particular position or he doesn't play at all. I don't mean by playing him in midfield, by the way. I think, there's a, I, think, you know, I think Gary Monk could, stroke, should find a way of setting the team up that gets the best out of his and Bamford. Because they would frightened the opposition to death. They're proven goal scorers. They're both good footballers, particularly Bamford in terms of what he can do around the edge of the box. He can pass a ball, he sees a pass, you know, he's, he's decent in the air, he's two footed. Um, I, I think Burr haven't got the, the, the luxury of having to be able to leave a player of his calibre on the bench, frankly. And I, I think he's been underused, I think it's affected his confidence. He's obviously, you know, he had the chance to stay at and he didn't take it, and he'd probably regret that now because it didn't work out for him when he you know, tried his luck in the Premier League. But we all understand why he did that. It made sense at the time. He looked a potential Premier League player, didn't he? But I think he, there is a player there who could, you know, can use because he's, he's, he's too good not to use, frankly. Um, and then you work the rest of the team out around those two for me. you, you know, People say Burr are the Galacticos of the Championship for a reason because they've got players like Patrick Bamford on the bench. But, but at the moment Their performances no, Don't suggest that Borough have the best Squad in the division And their league table Certainly doesn't
0: If you're going through If you look at that From the that Borough played on Saturday against Ipswich, By trade You probably have Two of your four playing out of position Maybe even three by three We know the downing's absolutely a home on the right side The day has been being purely a left winger A long 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 gone aren't they? Bamford you would say is a centre forward If you were to say what's his best position It'd be a centre forward Probably Martin Braithwaite too So you're playing Braithwaite out on the left Bamford in that slightly deeper role Is, is that a potential issue? Uh, I'm not sure Rudy. I mean, uh, uh, Braithwaite spent a lot
1: of time Playing on the left of a three in france so he's not totally alien territory uh bamford i think he sees himself as having a a fairly free role and he's comfortable going down both channels or through the middle so that works uh as long as they're all gelling i don't think it's a problem the problem will come is you know if uh, if stewie's injured uh and they have to rejig it because when Stewie was on the left, the problem was on the right. We've had a spell where uh, Marcus Tavernier came in and played quite well and Braithwaite was in the middle behind Britt and that had promising moments. Those two had a, had a good link-up. You know, when, when Braithwaite was uh, on top of his game maybe you know, a month ago, that, that, that was a very promising relationship. Uh, sometimes there's the danger that you, you make a fetish of putting players in particular positions. As long as the balance is right on any given day, then that's good for the team. And if you've got the versatility, if you've got three or four players there that can play in different positions, that's good for the team as well, as long as you don't get, get in the way of trying to
0: over elaborate if someone's out. The, the Christmas period will be interesting, won't it? Because a player what, three times a day for four weeks or something daft like that. And, three and, times a
2: day?
0: Well, may as well. <laughs> the, uh, I meant yeah. that purposefully. Yeah. Wasn't I her, thought uh, it was just in my tongue. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when you look and when you That's consider... I Fergie upset. It, absolutely. three times a day. Um, when, looking, when you look and when you consider those games, you think, Burra's big squad, not a problem, he'll rotate. But we haven't seen Gary Monk do that. Maybe because he doesn't have... You know, the trust of the fact that he, he you know, he's still stumbling around to find his best well, team. Never, it never else, mind he? getting a winning team and then yeah. and then changing it yeah. week in, week out. So it's gonna be interesting to see how he how we approaches those games, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean
1: one of the problems with the with, uh, early chopping in changes was that people would come in and play two games, then disappear for three weeks and then when they came back they were a bit ring rusty. And that's always the point when you've got a big squad. I mean there are players there potentially <coughs> who, who was, you would say to them, well, you know, it's going to be a long season, there's a lot of games, you're going to have a role to play. But when they come in, a lot of them are clearly short. We've seen that with George. Uh, Ryan Shotton came in and looked like he hadn't played for weeks, that months even. Uh,
0: well, he hadn't. Exactly. Well, so. yeah, that's, a, that's, the that's the problem with a lot of players who yeah. are going to come in, isn't it? That is any? the problem. Lewis Baker hasn't well,
2: played. I made that point before the Bristol matches that Ayala was suspended. Dale Fry's last performance is he hadn't been at his best. It was tailor made for Ryan Shotton, the three million pound summer signing from Birmingham, to finally come into the team and potentially, if he played well, grab a p- place because you know not many, nobody's really convinced alongside Ben. So he wasn't even in the squad at Bristol. So you know what's going on behind the scenes for that player now? A few people say, well, he's just not good enough. Well, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't judge him on one performance for for the first team and one performance for the under twenty threes. Uh, in the checker trade,' love to see him well he's that 's it, but then why isn 't he playing more games for the 23 s to get game time or what, you know he is Burr's potential third first change center back he 's more experienced than Dale Fry, so you 'd expect him once he 'd got his feet under the table at Burr to be the next cab on the rank if Ayala or Gibson was injured that isn 't the case now that might be down to him. it might be down to the club we don 't know exactly what the problem is, but I know one problem is he hasn 't played any football. And, you know, it seems to me a bit of a waste of an investment. If you just not you know, he should have played for me, he couldn't play he couldn't play in the Carabao Cup, could he? Because he was the Cup tied. But he could have played he could have played in the Checker trade more than he did. He could have played in all three of those fixtures. He could have been playing for the Twenty Threes a couple of weeks ago at Heritage Park. He could have been playing last week for that matter, uh, for the twenty threes. I think it was Southampton they were they were at, somewhere like that. So the point I'm making is it's 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 a failing within the club, and it was a failing within the club under Karanka that when players were needed, they weren't fit and ready. Now, that's to me going back to your point about the squad's going to be needed. It's a busy Christmas period. You know, a few people have got the luxury that Borough are going to have in terms of numbers, but as you rightly say, which numbers are going to be fit and available? I, it, I wonder it whether
0: it's a fail under the club or whether it's a fail of the under twenty three system yeah, that don't deem it. A competitive well, they, enough environment it's I was 90 talking minutes you, isn't it oh it is yeah yeah. I was talking to Alan Armstrong last week and obviously his son Luke's uh, for Bur- uh, tw- uh, playing for Borough's 23s in the minute and he said oh, we need a loan move now You know, he's seen George Miller go to Wrexham Alex Patterson's gone to, uh, to York City today and he said it's, you need a loan move just." Uh, and, and the example he used is teams look to get the ball forward mm. in under 23s it's, it's keep balls a lot of possession yeah, football. Know, I'm not
2: sure I agree with that necessarily I've seen quite a few under 23 games and it was Fast frantic stuff last time I went, and someone like Ashley Fletcher struggled to make an impact. Um, I think the point I was going to make about the 23s isn't necessarily whether it's the quality, and clearly it's not an option to send somebody like Shot out on loan when you want him ready for the first team. So what's the alternative? You either play behind closed doors 11 side matches, or you play them in the 23s, or you play them in the cups. To me, that's all you can do. But I mean, we saw we saw for example Wilchut went months and months without playing for, for anybody De Pena uh, Victor Fisher was in and out didn't look a bit rusty so the, the key though is that
1: you know there's a lot of games coming up and people might get called into action and they've got to take their chance because if they don't they could disappear for another six weeks I could so you. if someone comes in and you know and, and plays the game against Bolton or whatever They've got to make sure that they make that
2: count. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. But if that player hasn't played a competitive or semi-competitive match for Can't three, three or four months, you are going to be. Not, off your game. I'm not
1: saying that there's no mitigation, but if you come into the team, you've got to make that chance count yeah, but you, but you,
2: because you, but you might not get it. For I agree with now. that, but also there's a there's there's an uh, there's an uh, a
0: physiological well, yeah. the well, that well there's also
2: there's just also there's, there's an ob- obligation from the club to make sure that that asset is in prime condition when he's needed sorry to use awful sort of business terminology but that's what they are they're, they're expensive assets that cost a lot of money and if you need one to be ready on the 31st of December, whatever it happens to be the 1st of, 1st of January then surely there's a department within the club making sure that you know they look at all the stats don't they, they analyse the data they, they, they keep tabs on how many minutes they're on the pitch how, how far they have run when they're on the pitch there must be somebody saying right player a hasn't played a competitive match for 3 weeks he must play this weekend for the 23s or he must do something within the club whether it's a behind closed doors friendly or anything we need that player to be ready because otherwise it's going to be another 2 weeks before he has another chance to play any football and by then his reaction times are going to be affected his confidence it's a mental thing as well isn't it we, you can you can you can tell a player right you better do the business on Monday when you get your chance but if you've been out the team for five weeks and you're a little bit disappointed because your move hasn't worked out and your wife might not be happy in a new house and all of a sudden, that player's made a big move and he's unhappy. And I'm not saying that's the case with Shotten, but we've seen it in the past, haven't we? Then? I,
0: I mean, I think you only have to look at training. Training in any sport can only tell you so much. You look at, for example, James DeGale, the boxer who fought at the weekend, and he's come back, he's sparring after a shoulder injury, and, and every single thing you hear from the camp is that he's never looked better. And it, and it might just be all, mm. you know, the, the talk that you hear from boxers. But it's not until you get in the ring, you know, do you? It's, it's the same in football, you know, you can get out and train, but until you get out and play those 90 minutes, you don't know. But like you say, whether the timing's gone, how rusty you are, whether that touch is just slightly deserting you when you're under pressure in front of 30,000 people. You look at the people who have missed out, Lewis Baker, Ryan Schott, Adam Clayton, uh, Ashley Fletcher, they're the four at spring of mind who obviously missed out on Saturday. The, the week previous, Gary Munger described the performance as unacceptable and, and he used similar terminology after Derby. Them two are going to be looking and thinking, well, if I can't get in the squad after yes. the players who are in the squad delivered an unacceptable display... Yeah. What chance do I stand? When am I going to get in?
1: Yeah, it's always a ba- balancing act for a manager after he's uh, blasted the team. Do you keep the same lot in and say, right, there you go, put it right, or do you make? But he did changes?
0: that at Bristol, didn't he? After Derby, and that didn't work. No, exactly. Simply. So his problem. So, yeah, so, it's, so it's they're there. looking at thinking Ipswich and thinking about he's given these players
2: two chances now, and, and here I am still having. I'm, a I'm just going to put this out there. Have, is half the problem that nobody's been desperately bad? But very few have been desperately good. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's very difficult for Gary Monk. It's, it's, Which it, comes back it's to the team. Yeah, Monk, it's, easy, it's easy to drop a player if he has an absolute mare. You think of Ayala after Derby, for example. It was a nightmare afternoon for the lad. You know, we, I think we all...
0: Yeah, he was the
2: one who came back in. And Well, I was going to admit, I, was, I was. surprised he came back in. Obviously, Borough won and they didn't concede. So it was the right thing to do, in hindsight. Yeah, I don't think it sent the right message out, frankly. Because... His meltdown in that match was extremely costly. But what I'm making is that's quite rare. Borough haven't played particularly well all season, but there's very few individuals you could point out and say, well, he's been awful, get him out of the side. And I think that's been Monk's problem. You know, Clayton hasn't been bad, you know, but he's he's, he's obviously been left out of the team. There's, you know, Ashley Fletcher, he hasn't been terrible when he's played, he just hasn't been probably as good as we wanted him to be. Do you see what I'm saying? Lewis Baker hasn't been awful, he hasn't been an embarrassment. So it makes it very difficult for Gary Monk. So he's kind of got, as I think Vic a little bit too, he's got much of a munchness right through the squad, hasn't he? So I think that's been his problem. He hasn't got one player who's head and shoulders above the other, and that's where his big squad is probably not benefiting him. Because if he had to pick the same 12, 13 players every week, like they did in the old Rioch days, it would actually, in some respects... Injuries apart be a good thing because it would force him to get the best out of that unit. But at the moment he's got the luxury of moving two or three players out and two or three in every week, and it's it, hence the lack of any sort of sense of a of unit.
0: If Monk hasn't had conversations with those players in the last few weeks, Vic, he surely will in the coming weeks ahead of the January window. The players that are the not our friend, kick. absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, some of them will be needed over the course of the season. Uh, some of them may feel that. Yeah they will be unhappy, you know. they're not playing, they want to be part of it, and some of them will possibly want a loan move. You know, They'll want to play football, and that's fair enough, you can understand that. The problem for the club, obviously, is to keep enough people on board, should the opportunity arise. Yeah. And that, that's always the problem in football. Uh, when you're winning, there's no complaints. You know, If, if you're winning, and the, the guy is the 19th man, can't really complain about it. Uh, if you're having patchy results that's when you start getting people unhappy because they will look at the team and say, well, I
0: can do better than him. If you get a loan offer of them for the likes of Ashley Fletcher or, or Ryan Shotton or even Adam Clayton, what, what's, what's the response? Well, the it's,
2: it's, a tough, it's a tough decision because someone like Marcus Ta- Tavernier would benefit from a loan, no two ways about it, if you can get a good League One club for sake of argument. Um, but can you risk letting him go? He's been one of Borough's better left-sided players so far when he's played. Um, surely, Burak can't be letting and go out alone unless they've made the minds up. He's not anywhere near the team this season because you know you lose you lose Ben to an injury and Ayala to a suspension, and suddenly you've got no centre backs left. So, so I don't think it's an option with players like that. I think you might see it's keeping them
0: happy though. Isn't yeah, it? I
2: think I think the only players I can see going out alone, and obviously we're not privy to the discussions that the coaches have amongst themselves. I can see, you know, players from the 23s going out. Lewis Wing, somebody like that. We've seen George Miller go out. I could see, I could see Marcus Tavernier going out. Mm. Although it would be a bit of a gamble. But if the players at Borough have signed, I mean, maybe Lewis Baker might go back. He's not doing him any any good whatsoever, just being on the bench or not even involved at all for Borough. Um, and if, if the club have made the mind up, they don't think he's the right player, then they should let him go. And that he should go back. It's not do, you know? It's not good for the dressing room. It's not good for morale. But looking around the squad, I don't see too many players that Borough wouldn't want to use if the circumstances were right. You know, I mean, would there's a foreshore might be feeling that his time at Borough's is coming to a close? It hasn't really it worked. Like Burrow. Burrow. He's, yeah, he's, he's you know he's not getting you know he's, he's getting a run here and there, and he's, I, I like him as a he's a great character. But um, you know he's now been at Borough for what coming up? Is this is three years, and he's never really nailed down. He had that run fun enough in the Premier League, didn't he? But it feels like he's always the first one to go out, back out of the squad. So whether he might move on uh, remains to be seen. But if that was Gary Monk, I'd be, keeping, I'd be tempted to keep as many as possible. Unless he needs to let somebody go for a fee to buy somebody else. Maybe it's as we were talking about earlier. Maybe it's if you got a good offer for Triori, Yeah,
0: Traore out and a and 2 would p- wing in sounds yeah. like a good... But yeah. surely if Traore went, you'd need two. Because isn't, isn't this the problem he made... The, the, the mistake they made last year—they let rid of Albert when they needed when they needed a winger, they, they, they let one go and then replaced one. But Borough is short of a wide man now, aren't they? If they leave Trioria, they're going to surely be short of two.
2: But he's very reluctant to play Triori, isn't he? At the best time. But times. but he is. He's in the squad. He, he
0: yeah. does play. Yeah. You'd be leaving yourself desperately short, wouldn't yeah. you? Even if you, repl- if, you if, if even if you sold him. Well, a they're one. the decisions you've got to make as
2: a manager, haven't you? You've got if to
1: you bring two it, in, though. You've got the, the problem of yet one more body that's not getting used. But at the
0: minute, aren't they desperately short in those positions? We're saying there that Tavernier could go out on loan. Martin Braithwaite, as we've said, isn't a natural wide man. So if you're letting go of Traore, you've got Downing and Marvin Johnson as your only natural wins.
2: You'd have, to, you'd have to have somebody lined up, at least one lined up, as you say, possibly two. But I think that's, again, January's an awful month to sign players, particularly if you're not a nailed-on promotion side. You know, if you're a decent number 10 in a Championship or League One club, and you've got a load of clubs knocking on your door you, you could potentially get a move to the Premier League in January um, Abura, I know Borough are a, an attractive option in terms of a club to move to, we've, we've heard that from so many players that when they come the ears prick up when they hear Middlesbrough mention but will they want to go to a Middlesbrough club that's struggling to get in the top six and they'll, look, they'll probably look at the players who have already come and struggled to to, to, to nail down a place If they're that good Then are they going to Are they going to Be able to afford them Because you'd think The price tag would be too high And secondly Could they go to a club That's either in the top two or three Or in the Premier League
0: Phil, it's been a pleasure Thank you